In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. And our values dictate how we spend our time, who we spend our time with. Just about everything that causes a trickle-down effect that plays out in all the areas of our life. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. Welcome to the Men in the Arena podcast, where we interview specialists in the realm of manhood. Each of our guests is an expert in their chosen field or cause as it relates to men. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we salute you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. I am Jim Ramos, and I am your host for the show. And guys want to ask you to get in there and write a review. Let us know how God is using this podcast and the ministries of Men in the Arena to make a difference in your lives. And also make sure you guys head on over to meninarena.org, pick up your free copy of my newest book, Tell Them What Great Fathers Tell Their Sons and Daughters. This will never be put in print. This is a download only, and we want to have you guys uh, get this tool in your hands. You will not regret it. My son's uh, contributed to the book as long as well as my wife and my mother and father, and uh, they're mad at me for not charging you for this book. But we want to give you a high quality book that would equip you, uh, because you need to know that we are all about you guys becoming your best version. You guys, I got to tell you, I'm really excited about today's guest. Not only did he recently run for Congress in the state of Florida, but he also is launching a cool social media platform called the True Patriot Network, and this is going to function along the lines, or I don't want to say the word compete against, but similar to Facebook. And we know a lot of our guys out there have uh, uh, migrated away from Facebook, got off of social media. This is a cool platform for a Christian guy, from a Christian guy who's doing some really cool things. And I'm excited to have this guy on the show. But first, guys, before we do, I want to give you a man law. And as you know, uh, Dale Culver is now behind the scenes on our interview process, is making sure everything runs smoothly. So I am doing the man law, and we're doing a little bit of a different type of man law. So, guys, we've asked our men in the arena to give us some funny man laws that they live by or they've heard. And when they do, we'll give you guys full credit. So this man law comes out of Oregon and Jeff Van Dyke. And he had a funny one. I had to laugh on this one. He said, on a road trip, the strongest bladder determines the pit stop. In other words, man, if you're that guy that's always stopping to pee, 
you're going to have to suck it up because it's the strong bladder that wins. So, Jeff, hit us up. We'll send us some swag and sure appreciate you calling in today. Man, I'm excited today to bring on our guest, Ryan Chamberlain. He's an author, speaker, and leadership influencer. Ryan has worked for 25 years with thousands of entrepreneurs, assisting them in growing their influence and profitability. Ryan has authored four books on value-driven success, including one with the late relationship expert Gary Smalley titled The Rich You Formula. In 2020, he ran for U.S. Congress, the most competitive race in Florida. And in January of 2021, he co-founded the True Patriot Network, which recently launched a value-driven social media platform called TPN. You can get that app for free in your app store. Ryan has worked with Success Magazine, is a TEDx speaker, and frequently is asked to share at national conferences. He's been married to his beautiful wife, Jenny, for 27 years. It's great to have you on the show, man. Let me introduce you guys. Here is Ryan Chamberlain. Man, I am excited to be here. I, I don't even know how to follow that that uh, that intro. I, it, I was man, great stuff. But I want to jump before I go into anything. I want to jump on the bandwagon that, that you guys kicked this this podcast off with, and that was the winning. And in my back office here, I have a quote, a Vince Lombardi quote, and it says on the back office, Vince says, "Winning is not a sometime thing; it's an all the time thing. You don't win once in a while." You don't do things right once in a while. You do them right all the time. Winning is a habit. And I think sometimes, especially as men, we we sometimes create these definitions of what we think winners are. Maybe it's, it has to do with bank accounts or jobs or things. But winning is an all-the-time thing in everything that we do, whether there's a dollar amount attached to it. And that's what uh, Vince Lombardi was talking about. And he was, of course, the winningest coach uh, that we could – even bring on to this particular discussion. But I love that, love that topic. I love to think about that. I, I do think that um, sometimes we overthink it. It's, it's really about habits. So thanks for having me on today. I appreciate you uh, inviting me and looking forward to spending some time with you guys. Well, Ryan, it really is a pleasure to have you on our show today. And as I was going through your bio and learning more about you, you know, you have a lot of cool things listed, but you seem to highlight your relationship with Jenny. You've been married 27 years. Tell us about that relationship and tell us about your marriage. Well, that is absolutely right. That's thumbs up because, you know, that that does not happen by accident. You know, that happens on purpose and it's, uh, you know, marriage is one of those, I'm not, I know we're not here to just talk about marriage, but that, that is, that's one of those things that you have to make some decisions on to make sure it's going to continue on and I know sometimes things out of your control happen to some people, so I don't want to pick on them. But I am very proud to be married to my beautiful wife. We met in high school, uh, graduated together, hung out. We've been hanging out since we were 15 years old. And we were married at 20 and 19, and now we're, we're in, getting approaching that 50 mark. But we have, uh, we have four awesome children. And, you know, you go back to winning. I, I did not win, did not get the votes needed to get the trophy. I didn't get the votes needed, but the hindsight, and when you're in the middle of it, let's face it, you want to win. I mean, you want to get the trophy. You, you want, you're playing to win. Sometimes though, the scorecard doesn't show that you, you got what you're going for, but the, there's some huge things that happened uh, in my household and really doors that were opened up 
that I didn't know were opening up. And so I think that uh, when you're operating in faith and you're moving forward and you're doing the right things, there, there's doors that are that are opening up for all of us, and we just have to choose to open those doors. So, matter of fact, uh, my family bonded together. I have three adult sons, and my youngest is a senior. Four sons. We kept trying for a girl; it didn't work out. So we ended up with four boys, and and we now part time foster a little little girl we have since she was eighteen eight months. She's now almost six years old. And so we're, we have a little girl that that's around here all the time. And that's been a joy, but we had some great uh, family growth that happened during this period. We were already a tight family, but to see your family out there campaigning and working and, and doing things together, that was a unique experience. But uh, to what we're going to talk about later, a huge door opened up, which has led me to being able to launch this social media platform and potentially you know, who knows where that's, you know, the, the, the influence and the values that we're going to be able to spread there. Um, we're, we're, we're just excited about, you know, the future. So Ryan, you know, you've talked about winning and we know that you ran that race for Congress and you lost in a very close race, but you're a follower of Jesus as am I. And winning is not always defined by the scoreboard as you shared. It's defined by many, many things. And you were known as the clean candidate. Because you are unwilling to speak ill against the people that you're running against. And I think that is a, a super cool thing to be known as the clean candidate. You know, I'm a chaplain uh, for the Linfield University football team. They have the longest winning streak of any college football program, all divisions. They're going for their 65th winning streak in a row. And as I'm talking to these young man, men and doing chapels with them and speaking to them every Wednesday after practice, winning a game is not the issue, but winning as a believer is. So Ryan, tell us about this nickname, The Clean Candidate, and how that relates to being a winner in God's eyes versus being a loser. <laughs> yeah, The Clean Candidate. So... <laughs> Well, and and that came from three or four different sources, and and I managed through a very competitive race, and there was some mudslinging that happened in that race. Uh, it just didn't come from my camp, and and so, you know, we we were running for a purpose. We were running for a reason. I believe, you know, that you can attack a principle without attacking a person. And I wanted to run a principle-centered, value-driven campaign. And we did that. Um, there were other great candidates as well. But somehow uh, that nickname kind of toward the end of the campaign, my competitors just did not want to go after me. And they just, because we we had developed a friendship, whether they wanted to develop a friendship or not, one developed through the process. And I just kind of, was put in a different box than the other candidates. And they certainly didn't stop attacking each other necessarily, <laughs> but I managed to, I managed to stay clean. And to this day, I still have some connection with them. And, and I don't want to act like there's not a place to speak out or, or a place to 
tell the world what you stand for. And sometimes that offends people alone. I, I found out you really don't have to attack anyone. You just have to stand for something. <laughs> and, and there's a group of people that just don't, if they don't like what you stand for, they're going to attack you. But we, we had a great time during the campaign. Um, we certainly operate from what I would consider a, a value system. You and I would probably be very similar in values there. And yeah, that that's uh, that's how we ran, and, and that's how we would run in the future. Um, again, your different scenarios create different things. But I tell my as I tell my sons, and I have conversations even with other entrepreneurs, trying to be somebody you're not, it doesn't work out very well most of the time. And we're by nature have never been uh, an attacker anyway. So why start now? And now, we've engaged in some unique conversations because, again, when you're running for something, you're standing for something, it, it forces you. People are asking you questions they've never asked you before. So you get, you get into some unique conversations. But, but yeah, the, we, we were proud of that name, really, toward the end of it we were, because it's allowed us to continue to be who we are. So, Ryan, you talked about mudslinging and that you ran a purpose – or value-driven campaign, which really runs throughout the theme of your life, this values-driven message. Someone once said, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. And then you just said, stand for something, and there is a group that will always attack you because they do not like or believe what you stand for. Were you ever under attack because of your faith? Talk, us, talk to us about that. Not really. Um, you know, I live in the, in the South, in Florida, and it's a pretty conservative area. There was some attacks by people that would have that may have attacked all the candidates that claim to have any faith, but nothing that that jumps out at me is really like they tried to go public and and make a mockery out of anything. I, I didn't experience that in this particular race. Um, but values, yes, it it obviously comes from my upbringing and comes from things that were important to me and, and uh, my, my church and our commitment there has always been important. We've been heavily involved for many, many years. But on the entrepreneur side, I spent 25 years in uh, on the entrepreneurial world. I built several businesses that by most standards ended up being fairly large. We worked with lots of people. It led me to writing some books and doing other things. But I also believe from a business standpoint, there's there's values. And Certainly, they when as a Christian man, they're all they're all tied to biblical values. But but there's values. Um, I think John Maxwell was, you know, he was in this conversation about, you know, hey John, what do you think about business ethics? And his response was something like, "Well, there's no such thing as business ethics. Uh, there's just ethics. You know, either it's either it's ethical or it's not. It's not we turn on a different knob." when we're in the business mode that we have a different set of rules that we operate by it's and our values dictate, you know, basically how we spend our time, who we spend our time with, you know, just about everything that causes a trickle down effect that plays out in all the areas of our life. And so I'm big on that word. Yeah. We are big on that word values as well. We believe when a man gets it, everyone wins. And that's a values statement you know, you bring your values into your campaign. You you bring it into your everyday everyday life. Tell us a little bit more about uh, your background and your home life. Well, um, 
we've shared a little bit about our marriage. Our, our four, our four sons are phenomenal. Um, I want to give big credit to my, my wife for what I'm about to share, but, uh, she is, this was her last year. She just finished 17 years straight of homeschooling. Awesome. And so we, we have that kind of home, you know, we're not trying to, you know, push it out that we think everybody has to do it that way. But that's the way it worked for us. And mm-hmm. it, and I am absolutely blessed, you know, because of how we were able to do that. Mm. I started playing music at a very young age and I uh, go to a, a fairly large uh, Pentecostal church here in central Florida. And I've been the was the full time keyboard player there from 14 years old to almost 45. Whoa. So about 30 years. So that's something unique that I, I really didn't share a whole lot on the campaign trail, but it, mm-hmm. it slips out every once in a while. I did a um, not an official retirement. I still I still involved in, in music, but I'm not in the full time position. We've got some great young people and, and things are growing there. And so it was a good good time about the time I ran for Congress for me to to not be as involved as I had been. But 30 years, that, that was a blast. Mm-hmm. Um, we in 2019, I had a unique opportunity to to exit some of the business commitments that I had been involved in for, for really several decades that opened the door for me to run for us Congress. Cool. And it's something I'd had on my mind for a long time, not that particular seat, but that seat opened up and uh, we have been supporting value based. And, and I didn't run on a, on a uh, necessarily a Christian platform, so to speak. Like I didn't, but I do run on the idea that this country was founded on godly principles mm-hmm. and, and, and any deviation from that messes with the greatness that we have been. And so I am not liking some of the things that I'm seeing, obviously that would contradict godly values for sure. Cause I believe that we, we need to stay true to that. This country has been blessed uh, because of it. And as we deviate further and further from it, there we're, we're going to see some reaction to that. Agreed. So, um, we'll just pause there on that, on that particular <laughs> part of the conversation, but For you sure. know what I'm saying. So yep. if you if you really are, are strong on that position, I think that people, everyone in the race knows uh, whether or not you're committed to your belief system or not. Absolutely. You know, to be married 27 years, that's also a value statement, and that's a value place in action. Have there been any points along the way where your marriage has had a hiccup or you struggled? After 27 years of marriage, what would you say to a couple that may be struggling or in the early phases of their relationship with each other? Well, I, you know, at different ages, I've noticed there's different things that, that I've had to deal with to process and you know, marriage is a growing thing. So you're both growing together. So different things along the way I could, my, you know, let let me say this. If my wife thought that I was on a podcast giving marital advice, (laughs) she'll probably listen to this, but she's, she'll get some joy out of that. Let me put it that way. She'll get some joy out of that because I, I certainly don't want to claim to have expertise in the areas of perfect mm-hmm. marriages. Um, I can tell you 
I think I believe that most marriages have points that they're challenged in. And one of the notes that I I made today, and it's it's a it's a it's a note that I would want to share with you know any man that that we were just having a frank conversation on, and that is character shows your character shows in times of adversity. And I think we've heard that before, but we that's something that should play in our, our minds quite often as men. People are watching us more when things are going wrong than when things are going right. Mm-hmm, for sure. As far as our character goes, I mean, sometimes the the fame of of successes does shine, and I get that. And social media has played an interesting role in how people put themselves mm-hmm. out there. I get that. But the reality is uh, you find out who you are during the bad times, not always the good times, and that's where you have to make the decisions. And there's been a couple of points where – in the 27, going on 28 years now, I can think of two periods where I had to go real deep mm. inside uh, my my mind because I was disappointed in yeah. myself. And um, and so I think that I'm, I'm getting a little emotional talking about it. But there's a couple of points there where I didn't know if, you know, it would work out. Um, you know, you're thinking of your children at those times, you're thinking of yourself and it really comes down to, I think on both sides, uh, cause one, it, it doesn't always work out when one party is the only one making the decisions, but I I'll say that it's, uh, the man certainly has his decision that ha- that he has to make. And in, I think we're in a, in a society where people are getting conditioned that it's sometimes just easier to give up. They're not really giving it a hundred percent. They're they 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 might think they are, but they're not giving it a hundred percent. And a hundred percent usually points back to there's some pointing back to ourselves, and that is, am I doing everything that I could be doing, that I should be doing, on my part, whether the other party is doing everything. You have to make your decision independent of whether or not the other party is making their decision. Until that happens, you probably don't find out whether or not you're you're going to push through or make it through. You know, I agree with you. There are points in a relationship where we struggle and have to make some big decisions. And whether we have a failure or, or our spouse has a failure or the couple is failing, and it's really interesting. You know, we've been married almost 30 years now, and I can think of a point, uh, one financial point and one relational point in our relationship where we just made some decisions. And one of them was we're going to get counseling every 10 years of our marriage for the rest of our life, no matter how well we're doing. Uh, you know, my college football coach, the late Pat Malley, once said, you can tell the true character of a man by how he handles losing. In other words, how we deal with conflict when things don't go our, goes our, go our way it really does matter, and it really does make a difference, especially in a marriage. You said that we are conditioned, and I, I assume you mean by society, that it's easier to give up, and we need to ask ourselves the question, you continued, am I doing everything I can or should be doing? So, so Ryan, when you have a conflict in your relationship, how do you guys work through that as a couple? Well, first of all, if... And I may be partially joking, but 
from my perspective, most of the confrontation that happens in our marriage today seems to stem from something I did or didn't do. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Never me, never me. So I think at 27, 28 years in marriage, if you get to the point where you can accept that as a man, I think there's a good threshold to shoot for, especially if you're a young man listening to this. Um, You know, I think it boils down to basic stuff. For sure. Um, making time for each other to have conversations. You know, we, we feel it when a week goes by and we haven't had enough mm-hmm. real communication. And that does play out over time to mess with <laughs> the whole the whole process of the whole thing of marriage. So I think those are the things we work on. You know, um, yeah. as our boys are getting older, we're dealing with a new set of, you know, good challenges, things emotions. Some of them are moving out. Some of them are launching careers. Some of them are finishing school. And this period right now of our boys are 24, 21, 19, and 16, almost 17. uh, It seems like the decisions we're helping them navigate through, and there's four of them, adds a layer of conversation, and some of which are stressful decisions or things that you're, they're not negative decisions. It's just part of, I guess, helping children leave the nest properly decisions. And her and I don't always agree. Yeah, for sure. I think we do most of the time, but there's occasions where we have different approaches to the same thing. And I think you just have to to, to be willing to listen, work it out. And sometimes, you know, I think is maybe I'm not the only guy out there that does this men tend to be a little bit more solution as quick as you can. Let's just get this done and move on. That's something I think that um, I've probably added. I'll get better at it today. I'm definitely better at it today. But I think by nature, we revert back to our nature. Even if you overcome something 10 years ago and you've done really good at it, that's probably still ingrained in you somewhere. And every once in a while it might show itself. So I think as we get older, it's the, 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 let me end with this. The uh, heated conversations are becoming less and less and less, but they do still happen every once in a while, but they're just not as um, dramatic as they once were, because now we've kind of have gone through that enough times we can, we can put a check on it and end up having the conversation we need to have to move on. So, but those really communication, I believe in, if we were to parallel this in business world and leadership, the majority of a leader's problem, a leader, men are leaders. The majority of a leader's problem points back to communication issues. If they had communicated it a certain way, it would have either triggered or, tr- or not triggered a certain reaction. Um, how they make people feel, you know, leader's job is to make people feel not like they have to follow you, but that they want to follow you. That's how you become an effective leader. It's not through dictatorship necessarily. It's through inspiration and, and decision-making. So value-based decision-making. So those are, that's my take on that. Ryan, I love what you said. You said we revert back to our nature. When I heard that, I thought we revert back one, to our sin nature, two, 
we revert back to the nature of our current character development. So I see one of those two things happening. And you talked about the majority of a leader's problems point back to communication problems. And you went again to being a values-based decision maker, which we really believe in here at Men on the Arena. You know, how do you, as a high-performing entrepreneur, how do you balance family, marriage, business, church? How do you how do you balance those things without falling out of balance or how do you how do you respond when you realize that you're at a place of imbalance i absolutely i i think that um you know i haven't had this particular had it worded to me that way but you know when you when you're out of balance or imbalance the imbalance word there basically meaning out of balance i think if if you have a good compass for what the way things really should be going, there's some natural desire to correct it. You know, hopefully that builds over time because I think we know we're out of balance. You know, we can, we can, sometimes we don't know it in the exact moment, but after that moment ends and if we're really honest with ourselves, we'll know, have we been focused in this area too much and, and, and not paying attention here? You know, health is a real area that's easy to, be imbalanced or out of, we all, we can go through health, marriage, church life. We know whether or not we need to make course corrections in most of these areas. And I do believe that. And if we don't know how to do it, especially if a man's listening to this type of podcast, they know where they can go to get help to figure out how to do it. Yep. For sure. Well, Ryan, I love what you said that most of us have a compass for the way things should be going. You know, we believe when a man gets it, everyone wins. In other words, we believe that once a man understands what it looks like to move into his best version, that man, Mm -hmm. for the most part, will self-correct. And so I believe that with all my heart. I think Abraham Maslow talked about that in his writings and research. And so uh, I think that's a great thing. And you've kind of done that with this TPN platform or True Patriot Network when you've seen an area where the company is heading the wrong way and you've redirected through this platform. You know, I love the, the word patriot, but it seems in our modern culture that word has actually taken on some negative connotations. Can you walk us through that word and why you chose it? To me, the simple way I think about the word patriot from an American standpoint is the country was founded on patriot values, and those patriot values were godly values. And, of course, the U.S. Constitution lays out uh, a set of values that we're to operate by. Mm-hmm. So people that, that, that love the godly values that we're founded on, they understand the power of the, the Constitution document, the freedom document that that is. If they're in in alignment with those things from they're a patriot. Mm -hmm. We could talk about how to get things done and we may not agree. I don't think most of the founders of this country had things they, you know, really aggressively disagreed on. It wasn't until recently, very recently, I mean, hundreds of years, we now what 245 years old as a country. What until the last few years that you started hearing anybody use the word patriot in a negative way. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, there. So I don't want to accept that. The reality is, I, I don't. I want to push back against that. I, it doesn't matter to me what party someone's in from this perspective. I mean, we depend on the party. We disagree on how we want to get there, but do we want to go to the same place? Do we want who we are as a country to be continue to be stronghold, godly value? Do we want this to continue to be identified as a Christian nation? And do we want to uh, stick with the Constitution that has really helped guide us to keep us great? If those two things are in alignment, you're a patriot as far as I'm concerned. And don't let, don't let anyone, it doesn't matter what channel you listen to, try to uh, convince you that you're not. If, you're, if you are faith, now I'm not talking politics now. If you, if you are faith, you're a patriot. I mean, that, that is someone that did not, our country was founded on, on the idea of freedom of faith and freedom of religion, these types of things. And so they didn't, we didn't want a government body telling us what we could or couldn't do. That, that is absolutely why mm. this, the basis of why we were founded. So, yeah. you know, there's entrepreneurial patriots. Entrepreneurs are really big patriots because they don't generally like to be micromanaged at all. Oh, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. You're a patriot as far as I'm, I'm not, um, you know, if you're listening to this and you disagree with this statement, we should be able to be friends whether we agree with this statement or not. And so that's one of the things I'm not liking. I think most most Christians don't like the battle that's happening from a media perspective. And that's one of, one of the foundation reasons why we're launching uh, TPN is we want to help create an, a narrative that is an American, you know, the right kind of narrative that would be open for, for anyone. It's, it's truly a non-political uh, platform. It's a value-driven platform. And of course we use the word patriot because we want to get back to the roots, but we, we're open, open for dialogue on all sides and we welcome it. Actually, that, that's how you end up uh, getting better is when you're challenged. Now, some of the stuff that's going on, um, I think all parties think it's nonsense. And so that's not even a political conversation. I mean, that's a yeah. value. Do we do we make our decisions on um, what we're going to support based on values mm -hmm. or what someone else is telling us to think? And so as long as we keep pulling it back to what do I value, then that should override some of the political decision-making that's going on. It really should. I'm not saying it will or won't, but it, it really should. And so that's, I believe there's Patriot entrepreneurs. As a matter of fact, entrepreneurs are some of the biggest Patriots in the, in, in the country because they want to go out and make things happen. That, that's one of the foundational reasons why this country was founded, why it's been successful. Um, but I believe ministry is patriotic. I believe uh, entrepreneurs is pa patriotic, but Patriot, that, that is the person's, it's really an attitude uh, of how they're going to operate and how they're going to deal with life is from the, that standpoint. So we could go on and on, but yeah, we, we embrace that. Now, the brand is TPN. It does mean True Patriot Network, but TPN is, is we believe, is going to be the largest value-driven platform over the next few years. It'll take hold, but we're going to focus on 
really embracing those values. So we would not be a fan of canceling people. We would not, you know, even if we don't agree with them, you know, that, that wouldn't be fair. And I think that kind of says a lot right there. Uh, we also aren't a huge fan. We are not a fan of owning people's data and behind the scenes and what what they call data mining. Yeah, for sure. And I really don't like to spend my time talking about what we don't want to do, but those are a couple of things that we don't want to be associated with. I really want to spend my time talking about what we are going to do, and that is family-focused. You know, someone asked me, well, how are you going to be a free speech platform and keep some of the bad stuff off the platform? So if you notice, I haven't said the words free speech a whole lot, and although I believe in that Mm -hmm. uh, tremendously. Yeah. But I do believe that is we set standards. This is a business. This is a company, and our standards are we want to be a family-friendly company. And I want—I don't want to hide that. You know, I think of Hollywood. Hollywood has produced some of the worst stuff that a Christian could ever think of being produced. Yeah. Yet, Hollywood still has an understanding that they need to have a rating system. They have a G rating, a PG rating, a PG thirteen rating. And so as bad as they are, they still get to decide what they are going to allow and not allow in movies based on who they're talking, the audience they're talking to. And so I want to be very clear. The audience we're talking to is not the R-rated, X-rated audience. Ah, yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the family. We want to, I would like to have a platform where I knew somebody had my back knowing that my 13-year-old kid might be on this platform. So by platform, you said you want to create an American or a right kind of narrative uh, for this platform. And you've been talking all day about a values-driven platform, which really resonates with us. So when we pull this back and talk about this, one thing we haven't done, Ryan, is we haven't asked you what TPN is. What actually is TPN? Can you unpack the basic premise of what this is going to be? It's a social media. It's it's a social media platform. It's a way to post, share, and communicate. And because because social media has, whether we like it or not, is ha- is having such an important role in the mindsets, in the value development of this next generation and even the current generation. It's a relevant uh, tool mm-hmm. for the world to have. So I certainly we want to build a product that people are going to want. If I could describe it to you, I would say, you know, there's different products out there. You know, uh, there's the Facebooks and the Instagrams and the Twitters. Then you got the the TikTok type things and you got all these different types of things. Yeah. Yeah. I would, people would think about us when they, when they log on and say, oh, this is similar to Facebook and how the, we create a community. Okay. But it's got some really cool aspects because We've chosen not to use an algorithm to decide who sees what. That's cool. Where, where if you post something on Facebook, to you know, if you had ten thousand followers on Facebook on a page, for example, you know, like twelve people might see it. Yep. Or on your profile, if you had five a thousand friends, maybe a hundred of them would see it because Facebook has this this thing where they decide who sees what. Unless you pay, we've eliminated that. So if someone's following you. 
we do following and followers instead of friends. Whenever you post something, they see it. It shows up in the feed. And if they don't want to see it anymore, they just unfollow it. Mm -hmm. So there's really no need for you to have stuff in your feed that you don't want. Because we're not going to put it there. We're not going to force stuff down your throat that's, you know, out of alignment with the values we've been talking about on this platform at all, you know, and you're getting to decide who you, who you uh, get to follow and who you don't. And of course there's, there's people that might, uh, which we are, are ads, people that would take out ads and things in the future. We don't have that right now. We'll go through, there'll be a, a value checklist for, you know, we don't want the money just for the sake of the money. It needs to be in alignment with the things we've been talking about. There's also going to be an ability in the future for people to, you know, not have to look at any ads if they don't want to. We're launching this as a free platform. It will always have a free version of the platform, and it will always be a value-driven platform. Well, I love that, Ryan. You keep going back to values, and and I think that's really important because we will default back to our values. And as heinous as some of the things Hollywood's putting out, they have a value-driven rating system, right? You said G, PG, PG-13, uh, 17, NC-17. They have this ranking, and we will revert back to our values. And I appreciate the fact that you're reverting back to these patriotic values, these American values, these uh, uh, what moral values. So you said this platform is similar-ish to Facebook. Does that mean I create an account and from that account, I began to interact and invite uh, my followers into that space. Talk to us about that. That's right. So, you know, everyone sets up a personal uh, account. And I'll give you, I'll tell everybody here in just a little bit how to do that. Um, and, and right now, you know, with you guys, I, it's, it's, a, it's a new thing. Try it out. We got to make sure it fits. And I get all that. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's definitely, definitely going to fit for a, for a certain amount of people for the social media aspect. I want to build it so that it fits for organizations and that's where we're continuing to develop it. So over the next few months, we've got a lot of cool things coming out there. I'm excited. But the, um, we call them channels. And so similar to pages, but, but a channel, the way you think of a channel is if you go turn on a channel on a television, you, they, whatever's playing is what you see. Whatever they put out is what you see. A page, you see whatever in in a lot of the platforms. And again, I'm not here to talk bad about the other platforms. That's their model. But their model, their model is an algorithm because it, it supports the way that they monetize through the ads and, and, and nothing wrong with monetizing, but that's a, there's some, a whole other conversation to go on there. We've got some other ideas for that. So we've gone down the channel route because one, we want to make sure uh, we want to give people reasons and differentiations for why they'd want to be on our platform. And that's one of them, you know, for a, for an organization like yours to have 11,000 people on a channel or even a group inside of the channel and know that there's no one messing with who sees when you post something or you pin it, Everyone, there'll be people to be able to get notified when that happens, and you'll be able to really effectively um, communicate. You know, I, I, that's what I would want if I were in your shoes. So that's the kind of company I'm trying to build. And I've, 
building this, there is somewhat of an entrepreneurial experience in communications that I'm bringing to the table. And I'm thinking about how would I want to have communicated with all the organizations I've worked with. And so I'm bringing that to play as well. And we're just, we're blessed. I'm excited to have a partner that, that we teamed up. Uh, we were able to secure the, the funding that's needed to do this type of project. Um, so I'm not out needing to raise funds. That's awesome. And as, as a politician from <laughs> last year, when I would do these things, I would obviously have to ask for money every time I did them to, to support the campaign. I got news for everybody. I'm not needing to ask for any money. So I'm excited about that. That's we're, cool. We're in a position here where we're getting to build something that's going to serve a lot of people. And so I'm excited to have you do you try it out and maybe in, you know invite some of your following to to try it out, test it, and over the next few months, let's see what we can do with it. Well, I love that, man. You you gave us another values bomb here. You said, we think that we can serve a lot of people. And sometimes I wonder if other platforms are built to serve other people or exploit other people. So I appreciate you building a platform and the desire for you is to serve other people. And I realize it's a business. I, I realize that. But if your value behind it is to serve, that inspires me. Okay, Ryan, just a point of clarification. I want our listeners to know, and I want to know what the distinctives are between TPN and let's say Facebook. So on Facebook, we have about six or 7,000 people on our Facebook page that follow us. Within that page or under that page, we've created a group. That group is for men only. It is our forum. That group has 11,000 men in it from about 100-plus countries. So when we build a channel called Men in the Arena, okay, is that group we create inside that channel still called a group? And can that group be bigger than the channel? Yeah, so absolutely. We could start a private or a public group, and I have group some group technology coming out of the next few weeks uh, that that will, you know, we'll get it to where you w- could even approve everybody that joins that group. Oh, that's awesome. Just to, if you wanted to make sure it was men only, because we are living in a crazy world where some people might not be men, but might think they're men. Or bots. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have women that want to join the platform or husbands and wives or bots. Yeah, we can work on keeping that out. And it is, here's one thing I, I failed to mention, a, a d- differentiator. We're an invitation-only platform. Oh, I like that. So you have to get invited by someone. Everyone that gets an account, you have an invite link that's attached to your account. And you can either, you know, w- when you download the app, um, you can either invite right from your phone to all of your contacts, or you can send copy and paste the link into some text if you want some friends, but you have to get an invite only link. So mm. even if a million people went and downloaded the app right now, they couldn't get on the platform because they wouldn't have an account. You can't get an account without an invite link. So wow. we have, um, you know, we that's, we're excited about that because that is going to keep some of that bots and some of the things that you're dealing with. That will keep some of that stuff off of it. It's kind of a, it also allows us to grow very organically, meaning 
um, you, you really do have to promote it a certain way for it to grow. So it's going to be very authentic platform. It's slower, but better because it's stable and authentic and not money driven. Yes. Well, well, Ryan, I go back to your statement that you said over and over again, that this is a values driven platform. And I think in the same way that Facebook is driving people away from their platform because of the values that they're functioning under, I see TPN mm -hmm. getting people into the platform and then having them feel like they don't fit because maybe their values don't align with TPN or maybe they feel like they're a little bit more under attack. And I, I love the fact that you're creating a, what I would think is a very middle-of-the-road platform, but how do you deal or what do you think will transpire between those guys and gals that get on there that don't necessarily align with a patriotic value system? Well, t two things. One is... Um, you know, I can't assure that somebody's not going to feel that because, you know, some people, you know, their feelings get hurt easier than others. Oh, for sure. Right? And so I can't assure that. What I can assure is that they only have to see what they follow. I like that. And so if, if they're seeing stuff that they hate, I don't really like to use that word, but if that's their, if, they, if they're seeing stuff that hurts their feelings constantly, it's because they've chosen to see it. Change the channel, just like TV. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so that's really my commitment. Of course, there is a way to go into the, the feed. Uh, you could, right now I have a tab in the app where you could see the feed from everybody that's joined. You also have your own personal feed, which only shows what you have selected to see. And then, of course, you can go research channels. I will tell you this. Um, I'm not trying to tick anyone off with this. Oh, I understand. It's unfortunate that some people tick themselves off yep. when they get into an environment that is is perhaps value-driven. But it's not all political-driven. But But it just so happens the political world we're in has created such a mess yep. for the conversations that people are having that that's where we naturally go to. And some of those conservative Christian organizations that we love, and some of the people that are getting taught, ticked off know what I'm talking about. They love them too. Some of those great organizations are the ones being filtered and canceled oh. by the CEOs of those companies. See, I'm the CEO of this company, so the so it's a valued, the organization, I'm a big part of from the top down how the values are thought through. Well, guess what? The CEOs of those other organizations are from the top down. They get to decide how things trickle down. So don't, don't ever think that those CEOs don't have anything to do with what's being canceled or filtered because they could stop at any time they want to. Oh, we've experienced that. But they're not. Because that's not what they value. Yeah, we, we see that too. So when I think of Twitter, you know, you, you it's based on 140 characters or less. TikTok is short videos. You know, Instagram, it's uh, a mainly picture-based. Facebook is pictures with a narrative. Am I wrong in thinking that all of these platforms have their own niche 
and you're looking for your own niche as well. You're not wrong. Um, and the, the only, well, and, and let me, let me say it this way. There other platforms have made decisions for what their niche is going to be for sure. And so some of the good ones out there, some of the free, the ones that are really promoting free speech right now, I love them as a platform for that niche, but they're leading with a strong political narrative. So they tend to, you know, um, definitely polarize the middle to the left way more. They tend to only attract. And I, and you know, who knows? I don't know what the next million users are going to look like for TPN. I just know this. I'm communicating with influencers that are helping me begin, just like this organization. Most of those platforms are not going to appeal to your organization the way we are because they're not necessarily embracing the faith community the way that we're going to embrace it. So, That's cool. That's yes, exciting. I'm going to embrace the political community from the perspective we're talking about. I'm also going to embrace the entrepreneurial community. So there'll be a different language that maybe we talk about. And it's not me uh, changing anything. It's me staying consistent with the values that we're, we're going to be about with all of these types of organizations. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's, what's going to make us, you know, a year or two from now, people are going to look at TPN and say, where in the world did, did that come from? Cause it's going to have traction and, and we're going to, we're going to, uh, really make a difference. And we want in on that. So Ryan, I went and I have the TPN app on my phone. It's red and white. And I understand that you've created an account with my name and I have not accessed that account yet to set up my profile and all that good stuff. But if the guys are listening right now and these guys want to get involved and they want to get an invitation to join because they can't just search it and join, they need an invitation. Can we set something up to get those guys plugged in on the ground level as uh, early adopters and pioneers of this uh, cool platform you're building? Well, absolutely. I mean, first of all, I would like to invite any of the listeners on today's podcast to to get an account. And right now, you're you're testing it with the Men in the Arena uh, group. And there'll be further conversations. I know, you you know, over time, there'll be conversations with your board. It's a big decision for an organization like yours to say, this is where we got to go. So I know, but right now, you know, there's nothing wrong with people testing it. We got, we have several thousand people and growing very rapidly, uh, starting to grow rapidly. So you can go to, uh, remember it's invitation only. So I tied a special invitation link for this pot, for this podcast and, you can go to gettpn.net forward slash arena. So www.gettpn.net forward slash arena. And that will access, a special link is accessed on that page and you can grab an account and, you know, play around with it, have fun with it. And then over time, if we decide to really do a group thing, that everyone that's used that link, we will make sure is kind of the first people in the new group that, that, um, what, however you want to go with that, whenever you want to go with it, but you're going to be able to communicate to them right now. You'll be able to see what the platform's all about. And of course you'll get an invitation link. So if you want to invite other men, uh, to test it out with you, we, the more, listen, the more faith 
faith-based Christian men that want to stand for something, want to be a part of something special, and want to help create a narrative not only for this generation but for the next generation. One of the notes I had written down today is men. Uh, it's very rare that I get to speak to just men. We're we're leaders whether we want to be or not. For sure, agreed, one hundred percent. It you know you don't have you don't wake up in the morning and decide to be a leader. You're already a leader. Now yep. you may not think of yourself as a leader, but you've probably got children watching you. You've got family members watching you. You got people around you watching you. And if they're watching you, especially kids involved, all the way through adult kids, just your actions are leading them down a certain way of thinking, a certain path, a certain example. And so that ties back to you know, how are we going to set examples in our communication? And, and it just so happens that social media, and you may not be super active on social media, and, and I'm fine if you're not super active that may not be a bad thing, by the way, if you're not yeah. super active on social media. <laughs> but there may some of you are, and some of you utilize tools to stay connected with family and friends, and 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 do think. And this is going to be one of those tools that that you could be proud of for that. So, you know, get tpn.net forward slash arena. We'll get you in to the platform, and then we can go from there. You know, over the next few months and see how fast and. You know, develops. I believe there's going to be millions of people on it, and we're at the very beginning right now. I agree, and that's exciting. Get tpn.net forward slash arena. So, Ryan, this podcast targets a certain man. We call him our arena man. He's a 30 to 50, has kids in the home. He's commuting to work. He's got some kind of education through high school. Generally speaking, he considers himself a Christian uh, generally speaking, he does live a values-driven life. So when I think of TPN, what is your target audience? In other words, who is your avatar? What does this person look like? Well, so good question, and and I like that question a lot, actually. That's, that's a great business question. So, you know, people, again, value-driven, Christian, patriot, that's an entrepreneur is absolutely kind of the mix of perfect of all of the avatar. And I believe that as we build a platform, that's a, again, that's open. Mm -hmm. If there's people that are not Christians on it, I'm okay with that. Okay. But, but how this is being thought through from the top down is we want a, a safe haven for, uh, Obviously, a Christian environment, faith, family, freedom, free enterprise. Those that are that are in tune with those things are the perfect avatar for what we're doing. I think the 30 to 50 age bracket, I may have some additional tools that would appeal to even a younger crowd, and I want to go at I want that younger crowd to want mm -hmm. to participate. But the 30 to 50s, maybe 29 to 60. Because a little bit of people are doing social media even older and older is probably the most active base. And I think we fit right in there. People yeah. that are sick and tired of what they're hearing and seeing that big tech is doing from an intrusion standpoint into their. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they're trying to determine what you value by what they allow you to see and hear on a regular basis. That That's as simple as that. They want influence. And if it. And that's how they're gaining influence is by 
letting you see specific things over and over and over and over and over again to where oh yeah it starts to yep. we become numb to some of things that we used to not be numb to right that's the way it works and so that's that is the initial avatar i believe that if we support the faith community those that are family minded I mean, people that are on this group are, are I believe most of the men on here are going to fit in, in these categories. And if you're not, you'll fit two out of four of them. So it'll probably be better for you here than it would be elsewhere. Because if you really think about this question right here, we have to ask ourselves, am I the perfect avatar for some of these other things that I'm on? You may not be. But if, if we build it for these specific groups, then it's probably going to be good enough for anybody else that just wants to be a part of something that's, you know, that they can wrap their arms around. So just to rehash what you just said, Ryan. So you said that you're, you're after guys with faith, family, freedom, and the believe in free enterprise. So when I think of faith, you also said you're, you're wanting Christian family minded would be values driven. Freedom would be your Patriot and free enterprise would be your entrepreneur. So we can link the faith, family, freedom, and free enterprise to Christian, uh, values-driven, patriot, and entrepreneur. So again, I love the word patriot. I just love that word. It says a lot to me. Uh, I love America. I, I, I'm a Christian man, but I do love my country. I love the freedoms that we get. Do you think that word—I I know you'll be called TPN— but they're going to attach that P to Patriot. Do you think that word could bring about a negative connotation? Do you think that word could be a hindrance for some or a struggle? And I, I do appreciate the two out of four because I think of the platforms I'm on, and I don't. I, I might be two out of four. I might be one out of four. But with TPN, I'm looking at it going, I'm four out of four here. And so, I mean, I started my own ministry. I love America. I'm a believer in Jesus, and I love my family, believe in values. Do you think this word patriot could be a hindrance for some out there listening? And more than that, do you think the word is going to limit you to Americans? Or do you think that you're going to attract people from around the world? Here's what's interesting. When you when you research the word patriot, um, the United States, there were patriots... We are who we are because of patriots that came from other countries. Patriot is actually a popular word. It's, it's really popular in the U.S. The, there's a certain group of influence, influential media outlets that do not want you to think that word's popular because it yeah. tends to go a certain direction. It's a popular word here, but it's popular in many countries all over the world. Now, what I'll tell you, if you're in a – there are some countries – we're going to be a worldwide platform. Cool. Exciting. Um, right now I'm, I'm building it and our, our biggest base is in the U S but we do have some, some countries that are, that are looking at it, tapping into it. And I have a few languages that are, are being turned on so that when they're in those countries, you know, it won't all be English. They'll be able to operate from their language. Oh, cool. That may take me a little bit of time to get, get every country taken care of. But what I would challenge you to do if you're in those countries and you love what you see, come participate with us. Because how what will determine which countries I open up next will be the base of the, the interest level or the desire I have from, from the people in that area. So 
you know, we're, we're expanding. We're, we're making decisions on where to go, when to go right now. Obviously English speaking countries are going to be able to operate more fluently with everything we have, but that could change pretty quick in this world. And that's a huge part of our population. So Ryan, three years ago, our platform hit 11,000 men. The next day we were down to 4,000 because Facebook decided to purge uh, 4,000 guys for whatever reason. And so since then, we've been looking for another platform. We've tried uh, a couple uh, that didn't seem to work out. One was too political. One just isn't really getting traction. We built our own platform, but it didn't have the notifications necessary for guys to fully engage. This seems to be a real exciting time for an organization like ours to jump in at the grassroots level and to be a part of a platform that could potentially explode to a billion users. Do you think this, do you think the time is right? Uh, and what happens if we wait a year or two to jump on this platform? Right now, I, I from that angle, it's an, or an organization or a vote or someone that wants to come in and really make a difference they can have a major role in the development of this where a few years from now, you know, 10 million users later, it's a different, it's a different timing. And, and so I think that uh, there's just a lot of cool things to consider when you see everything we're putting together and where we're going, you know, with the platform. So I'm excited to be on this with you. Well, we're excited and honored that you've uh, pulled us into this space and giving us the opportunity to pray about our involvement with this uh, exciting uh, social media network. So I want to ask you a question from 30,000 feet elevation, a very strategic question. So you're, we're coming in here, we're talking grassroots, uh, we're learning, you know, okay, I have to be invited, uh, My uh, it's called a channel and not a page, you know, uh, we aren't. We don't have algorithms built in to monitor what I'm seeing and not seeing. But anybody who I follow or follows me sees 100% of what I post. Those are all really cool things that make me very attracted to this platform. But from 30,000 feet, from a strategic level, where do you see this platform going and looking like in three to five years? Well, I th I do think there's there's some niche uh, platforms being developed. You know, we may, we may be considered a niche platform right now, you know, until we really develop uh, our categories. Um, by the way, when you're thinking of, of countries, other countries and the word patriot, we do have, we do, this is not a cocky statement, but most people in the world want to be like the United States. They, they desire what we have. Mm -hmm. So them being attached to something that leans them in this direction is exciting for many people is what we're finding. For sure. So, but where I see it going is I think that you're going to, uh, you're going to see several more platforms develop. There'll be a few more really big ones. I believe TPN will be one of those that'll be out there, but it won't be just a one or two man show anymore. There'll, there will be several. And I think that organizations are going to, going to align themselves with, and it doesn't mean that they'll all come to TPN, but they'll align themselves with uh, the tools and the values that they want to be associated with. And I think this value-driven concept is where it's going. Yeah. And and I know where we stake our, you know, values, And but not every organization that coming up is going to think that way. Some of them are going to be, like we see with things like TikTok, very specific in what 
You know what you're getting. That's what you go there for. You're not there. Yes, you can influence, and yes, you can use use it as a tool. But there's a specific reason you go there, mm-hmm. where a platform like TPN, there's several different things from a community, a family, a business, a faith standpoint, why you would want to come here for a, a certain type of content. Yeah. So it'll be content uh, driven. It'll be technologically uh People are looking for the next new thing. And so that's my safest way to answer that particular question. I appreciate that. So the promo code again is gettpn.net forward slash arena. Am I right? That's perfect. Yep, that's it. So these guys are going to go to gettpn.net forward slash arena. What's the next step, man? What do they do next? Develop, Develop a profile. If you have a business, you create a channel. And so... Right now, Jim, we set you up with a profile, right? And the, the link I'm using, and I'll just go ahead and tell everybody, attaches to your profile. So it's, it's actually your link that, that I've redirected this gettpn.net for. So just so you know, if you're in men in the arena, when you go to this link and you set up your profile, you'll automatically be following Jim. Hey, that's exciting for me. And Jim... So now when you, if we decide we're ready to, to really turn this into a men in the arena channel with groups that I'll help make that transition. But right now um, you, you could, you'll be able to start communicating, you know, right away. That's awesome, man. We're really excited to have you on the show and Ryan, I look forward to seeing what God is going to do with you in the future. Guys, make sure you head on over to get tpn.net forward slash arena and uh, get going on this platform now. I think it's going to fit our DNA very well. Hey, Ryan, do you have any closing thoughts before we say goodbye? You know, I'm good. I, I appreciate what you're doing. Um, I've gotten to know it a little bit more. I've, I've paid attention to it more. We got connected in a unique way. And I know how much work goes into what you're doing. And so I respect it um, and just want to encourage it even more. And I look forward to helping introduce this platform i believe you'll be one of the you know uh, visible plat visible organizations on our platform at some point there'll be a lot of people that have never heard of what you're doing that will hear of it uh because of what we're participating in now now i'm not doing this by myself so i'm not looking for all the credit but we're i am one of the guys one of the main guys right now building the team that's going to help make this happen, but it will be a team effort. No, make no bones about it. This is a team effort approach. Most of the cool things you're seeing have been developed by somebody on my team anyway. That's and let cool. me give them Exciting. some shout out because they're, they're doing a yep. great, the TPN team is doing great, but uh, we just, we're just blessed and thankful to be a part of what uh, this podcast is all about. And thank you for having us on. Man, it's an honor to have you on the show, Ryan. Hey, look forward to uh, building our relationship in the future. So, guys, hey, head on over to gettpn.net forward slash arena. And, guys, also, while you're at it, head on over to menarena.org. Get your free copy of my newest book, Tell Them What Great Fathers Tell Their Sons and Daughters. Until next time, feel the wet sound on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And be a man.
You've been listening to the Men in the Arena podcast. If you hunger to be your best version, then join thousands of men from around the world in our Men in the Arena forum on Facebook. This is the best place to have open discussions around the topic of biblical manhood. Make sure to explore our website at meninthearena.org, sign up for the weekly equipping blast, and take advantage of our many free resources designed to help you become your best version of a man. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. Remember, when a man gets it, Everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men's from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.